Drive All Night is supported by listeners like you. To find out how you can help, please visit patreon.com slash songsoftoriamus. There you'll learn what exciting rewards we're offering for your support. Again, that's patreon.com slash songsoftoriamus to help us continue to make high quality and Torytainment for you. Hi, everyone. Hey. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Were your dates for the evening? Uh, or maybe Tori is? Well, Take yeah. your pick. All three of us. Sure. Yeah. It's a package deal. Uh, yeah. Everything you could ever have asked for, right? You didn't even know you wanted it, but here it is. <laughs> yeah. You might you might not want it in, in the long run. We kept the receipt. <laughs> um, we're going to be watching Tori Amos Live from New York, her 1997 Rain special yeah. that followed the end of the 1996 tour. It's very exciting. It is. Oh, my God. Live commentary tracks. Oh, I love it. Best idea we've ever had. And we're going to send this to Tori. We're going to send it to John Witherspoon to give to Tori so that she could put it on the DVD when they eventually release this. Certainly. It's like, don't again, don't trouble yourself. We want to make this easy. Yeah, we already did the commentary, the commentary for, you. for you. Believe me. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to go to YouTube right now, and you're going to want to search for Tori Amos live from New York. And that is the video. And we are going to give you a moment to do that. We are starting the video at 21 seconds. So while we're going to do this little intro, you get to the video, get it to 21 seconds, and then we'll, we're going to tell you when we start. That way you can start at the exact same time as we as we are starting. And we're going to just commentary the heck out of it. Right, David? I can't wait to oh see God. this stunning VHS quality blown up <laughs> on a on present day television. TV, I know. <laughs> When was the last time you watched this video? That's a great question. I don't know. It's been a really long time. Same. It's been yeah. a very, very long Certainly time. Certainly since me. I watched the entire show. Yeah. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll pull up, you know, any little precious things or little Amsterdam yeah. just to get me through the day, but... <laughs> just to talk about it on the podcast. I've probably not watched the entire thing since the 90s. It's been a long time mm. for me as well. I can't wait. I'm ready for it. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Live from New York, Tori Amos live from New York, started at 21 seconds. We're going to go for about a minute longer just to get you in the zone, to get you on YouTube, get your popcorn, get your Valentine's candy. You know they're not making sweethearts this year. Isn't that crazy? Haven't what? you noticed? Newsflash. Yeah, I guess something... Haven't so you noticed? <laughs> you guys start scouring the aisles right after Christmas. Where are they? Sweetheart. I mean, no, but I've never... I don't think I've ever purchased them, but they're always in my consciousness yeah they're always around but sweethearts are little conversation hearts yes yeah not making them this year because i guess they had like a tax issue and they sold the company and then they like had all this money thing that they had to deal with and then they didn't have enough time to get into production of them this year but the imposter so it's a big year for the imposter conversation hearts i know imposter love this was a big year for imposter love not real love hmm mm. I think we're all better off because when I was a little kid, I broke into my sister's Valentine's basket and ate all her um, sweethearts and threw up. Oh, so. <laughs> delightful. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Tori Amos live from New York, and we're going to start, and we're going to count down. Ready? Everybody ready? David, are you ready? Yeah. You got your snacks, mm. you got your soda, your enormous double gulp of diet soda. <laughs> Same. <laughs> ready? And I got my Star Mix. Okay, here we go. It's happening. We're counting down in three two one and here we go we press play Tori Amos live from New York title on the screen I'd forgotten that it was exactly a year to the date of the release of Boys for Pele in the crazy? US yeah. yeah 
she's walking out on stage. Let's talk about this dress, girl. Can we? Iconic. Calvin Klein. Absolutely. Right? Not at all indicative of the way she was dressing on the on the tour that preceded this performance, right? right? But that dress I love. If I could own one piece of clothing that wasn't a Tori Amos apron from the 98 tour, it would be this dress. What do you think? It's oddly asymmetrical, right? Love it. I always thought she kind of looked like a superhero post-battle. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a good way. Yeah. Surprising. She opened with Beauty Queen Horses. Just kidding. I, I wish we'd gotten um, Son of a Preacher Man oh, I know. for her entrance. Did they? You were there, right? No, I wasn't there. Oh, you weren't there. Okay. I'm wondering, did they get Son of a Preacher Man? I don't think or so. they just cut it no, out? No, I think she just walked out. Oh, really? Yeah. Probably rights and money thing again. And no um, no star curtain behind her for oh, her horses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Certainly some changes made to account for, you know, the fact that it was going to be airing on TV. Fresh new haircut. What was the deal with Calvin Klein? They were like a promotional partner or they were somehow involved with Rain mm -hmm. at that point in time, right? Yeah, this launched their Unlock the Silence campaign of for course. the next year. Yeah. And they sold t-shirts um, with a little key on it. And Tori was the spokesperson. They were really silent all these years. And they really kind of funded the hotline for the year. There was also a promotion running at the Sunglass Hut. Do oh, you remember that? I don't remember They were that. a promotional partner of some kind, too. I remember eyeing a, a cardboard standee on their counters. And I think they were giving away the sampler, maybe. I love that this show was filmed after the Do Drop In tour proper had concluded. And all of these songs are really sort of in their final form as they'd evolved over that tour. Mm -hmm. Including Beauty Queen, which got really, really long. Mm -hmm. Guitar Garden as the camera pans towards Tori. Oh. I really feel like she is performing for the fans that were in the venue and that she's not sort of altering her yeah. performance to account for a TV audience mm -hmm. that might not be <laughs> prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Was this the first time one of her full concerts was shot? Because I know they filmed for a DVD, possibly a DVD, quote-unquote, the end of the 98 tour, but I think this is the first time a full concert was shot, mm -hmm. right? There was that Canadian Under the Pink show oh, yeah, yeah, that right. was Montreal. televised. I'm not sure if songs were right. cut out or if they showed the whole concert, but... You're right. But you're right. I love that she's not altering for television. Doesn't seem to be anyway. And that's what makes it so raw and real. Some horses 
So can we safely say that she performed Horses 187 times on the Dewdrop In Tour? Because we know that that was the number of shows. And it never lost its power, right? She never got to a point where we felt like she was phoning it in. It's still... She's still really present here. talked about that on the wrap-up episode i Mm -hmm. think right that horses like right at the very end that little bit emerged where she was sort of singing away Mm -hmm. from the mic and what do you think she's saying i don't know exactly if i don't know what she says in this performance but most of the time she was saying sometimes you know you couldn't even hear me right yeah which i love that i mean that being sung not on the mic i mean it's great it's Mm -hmm. great You know what that drawing is behind her? I think someone gave her something at the pre-show meet and greet that oh, really? kind of got wedged into the harpsichord there. Oh, I didn't notice that. I love the collar of that dress. I can't even tell you. I love everything about it. She's reaching those notes <laughs> and she tilts her head. Flicker? Yes. <laughs> to ride on? Yes. yes. <laughs> Pause break. Get it, girl. It's going to be a good show. Anytime she starts with horses, beauty queen horses, it's going to be a good show. You know it. <laughs> At least in 96. I'm glad that this performance didn't give her a case of the unplugged because <laughs> the house lights are definitely amped up. I know, So she yeah. can see the audience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, she's feeling herself when she does the leg cross. Mm-hmm. Loves it. The cute little wave. Hi. Wait, let's, let's listen to this story. The funny thing is tonight... The person that I sang this song to for the very first time when I ever played it is here tonight. And I haven't sung it to him since uh, almost that night. So, ha! Who is that? Who's she talking about there? Max Hole. Really? Maybe. Who? (laughs) Max Hole. Some record exec. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Pick it up. Leather doesn't get enough credit. I can scream as loud as I 
How so? It can really bring up the fan. I mean, like the fans really love it. You know what I mean? It can really bring a crowd to its feet. I think she knows that, and I think we've talked about that probably on the show too. That it's mm-hmm. in her pocket. Yeah. Of songs that if she feels like maybe she needs to get things back on track mm-hmm. or she needs a crowd pleaser after a deep cut, she's like, I'll give him a little leather. <laughs> yeah. She said that too. Yeah. And this is a great performance of leather, I will say. Was that dress for sale ever for like the public? I don't think so. <laughs> Could you imagine? I would have bought one. There was probably like a mass market version available at JCPenney, <laughs> but not. What a cutie. Mm-hmm. You know she loves that as much as the little piano plink in Spring Haze. Right. <laughs> Just a Spring Haze. Ding. <laughs> Wednesday, uh-huh. Eagle has to land. Mm-hmm. Bing. Mm-hmm. Bing. Bing. What do you think she means by that? Nice big fat cigar. It might be um, a phallic symbol of some kind. <laughs> oh, interesting. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. I don't know. <laughs> God, I wish I'd been at this show. I didn't even know this show was happening. Why weren't you? Because I didn't know it was happening. <laughs> the tour was over. I trusted her. This is the, not the first time she betrayed me. I felt like I, I felt like I'd already pressed my luck by asking to go to Boulder. So oh. two months, I'm like, it's the end of the tour. I, I made that pitch. <laughs> I couldn't two months later be like, well, as it turns out, <laughs> the tour kept going. Yeah. I had to go to New York. Get a girl. She's she's great. <laughs> we like her. I like her. <laughs> I like her a lot. Here we go. She's got a strict rider. Do not film me spitting out the water. Ah, <laughs> oh, harpsichord. Doesn't it like detune from the very first song? <laughs> oh. So even mic'd, the sound of it is that faint that she needed headphones to be able to hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Who was that little cute blink at? <laughs> Dorothy Dotson. <laughs> no doubt. I'm reminded about the story she said to the Tallulah video director about like we're having so much trouble with this harpsichord we are in rehearsals and it keeps going out of tune and he was like well put up you build a box right you build a box and you big glass box and you put the put the harpsichord in the box and you come out and you enter the box and you do your show in a box <laughs> and her response to that was to get headphones <laughs> right well, I'm a practical s- response. Actually. I'm not sure how that would have helped with the issue of keeping it in tune exactly, because <laughs> it was going out of tune because of the environment of, uh-huh. the, of the arena, the temperature in the arena. As my assumption, I'm not a harpsichord player. We have to ask Paul Roy. Is that a different harpsichord than the one she had on tour? <gasps> Scandal! Because it doesn't it? look like it's a double manual. Let me look. I was too busy looking at her. <laughs> Are those Sony headphones? <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, look at that nice, like, tracking shot. What is that? Oh. Gives a good face in this in this special. She sure does. What's that? It was like a little dance move. Oh. Well, that's a little flourish is here. I love it. I love everything about it. It's oh, a double manual. No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Thank God. How else would she play the studio version of Caught a Light Sneeze here? Oh wait. Poor David, sorry. Sore spot. Blood roses disappeared for the latter part of that tour, right? So mm-hmm. it's interesting that the, she really played with the format, but for this... Oh, wait, for hold this on, here it comes. Mash it! That thrash harpsichord. How do you expect your harpsichord to stay in tune when you're beating the hell out of it? That's what I want to know. Take it. That was such a good performance, though. She got to give us some ass, right? <laughs> right. Ooh. Uh, what's that sound? Little Steve Kate in action. Steve's out on the on the stage.
southern town Honey, get it on the plate, girl Mama, keep your head down Mama, it was a Loves it. She loves the show. I mean, I know she had commitments to do the show, right? I know this was planned, and I know she'd been working even longer than it was planned to get. Like, the show obviously evolved just through the pieces of conversation that she provided throughout the latter part of the year. You know, we're doing a benefit. She was trying to get other artists to perform, you know. So this special became what it is, but I know it came from other forms, right? Or went through other forms. And with commitments being what they are, but let's talk about the incredible strength that she had to get up there. And give this fucking amazing show. And really like channel, I think all that. I really feel like she's confronting someone there, right? She's like... I feel like she's confronting us. I know. I mean, like, that was intense.
We certainly didn't know at the time, but to what you were saying earlier, watching this now, we can certainly see that she's weaving in threads of what she was experiencing at the time into this performance for sure. Just how strong she is to get up there and give this amazing show really shows that she does channel all of this stuff into her music. Watch that in a long, long mm. time. Is that the crowning? Yes, said. Ah, uh, has to be. <laughs> I tell you, like that to me was so like when I was a kid watching that, thinking how open, how raw she is. She doesn't care. Like she's channeling the music. It's coming out of her. Whatever happens, happens. And yeah. it's even too much for the director who cuts away. You know, he cuts to a wide shot there. And I'm always like, just keep it on her face. Like, that's what we want. And it feels very genuine and authentic, yeah. right? Not yeah. calculated or gimmicky. Right. It's like she's forgotten at this point already that yeah. the cameras are there. And like, what kind of space you have to go into to forget that the cameras are there? You know, that they're very close to your face. Damn, girl. Worth the price of admission. See anyone you know? Not yet, but I know we will. <laughs> uh, who couldn't use a dance break after that? <laughs> I've noticed for the first time right there that there was a little cut. Did you notice? Mm. So I wonder what like really went on. Mm, usually she was chalking up. Mm. Putting chalk on her hands mm -hmm. like she was about to, you know do her pommel horse routine. No, not even a cut from her. I mean, like a cut, it just felt like a cut in the audience sound. Like oh, I feel like oh. they may have cut a song or something. Maybe not. Get it, Tori. You think she's frustrated? She's like trying to tell you something. I'm trying to convey what has just, I've just gone through and just and experienced. Someone has to toss like, some flowers yeah. at her. It's like, okay, thank okay, you, thank, not, you. thank you. But she doesn't want to be rude. <laughs> like okay great you guys yeah, are missing oh the my point gosh. Like, please moving away moving Thank away because this is like knowing what she's experienced and what she's going through it's a really very sad routine you know it's very meaningful yeah I get it This is another song that evolved so much on this tour mm -hmm. to the extent that she's not even really playing the most recognizable riff mm -hmm. from it. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, because it'd be done out. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Whoa, good catch. These are my favorite performances of this song for sure. I think. It really, it really cooks more, more so than any of the band arrangements for sure. That I don't think quite ever reach liftoff the mm -hmm. way that these do. 
My favorite performances of Cornflake Girl, definitely the 98, which has a little acapella intro. And then at the end, she's, you know, where'd you put the keys? Oh, my darling. I know, I know that you're with me. I. We get a lot of that here, too. I, yeah, this is where it begins, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I remember her saying when she was writing Cornflake Girl, when she would just be playing it at home, the, you know, long instrumental section at the end was never the same twice. She was always kind of improvising. And I feel like that was true on this tour, too. She never played it quite the same way she always opened it up and was kind of like well let's see where we go you yeah, up to the that, challenge Caton right yes. <laughs> right right you know not so long ago friend Jared Good was at my house and we were talking about um, Cornflake Girl and the revelation that Nancy Shanks made when we interviewed her that the song was about her, them as well and how it like opened up kind of the meaning knowing that this was about their friendship and knowing that this you know the man with the golden gun was this man that kind of invaded I just, I, I can't hear the song anymore without thinking of Nancy. You're so right. They're they're completely comfortable playing with each other mm-hmm. and like matching each other and fearless. all loved it when she stood up. to me how long she can go without looking at her hands <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like in a movie when they're driving and not looking at the road you're like no yeah. <laughs> watch out <laughs> maestro you never knew if you were going to get a purr or a grunt you all, no, this these you always got grunts. You never got purrs in '96. Mm. Purrs didn't start till '98, and I revolted. Like grunt, 
Which do you prefer? The grunt or the... Oh, I need a grunt for yeah. sure. Yeah, a yeah, little yeah. hook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, queen. Never existed in that form again. Uh, that was it. Mm. Goodbye, Complete Girl 96. You know what's interesting, kind of what you were just saying about <laughs> purr versus grunt, mm -hmm. that was a little preview of how that song evolved in mm -hmm. a small way on the very next tour. Yeah. And I was actually going to say saying the same thing about The Waitress here. She never played this song, and it randomly, I'll say randomly, showed up in Boulder. Mm-hmm. And here she's playing it again. And it was almost like she felt she was feeling waitress. Yeah. Here she comes. And then it was a staple, sure enough, the next right, tour. Right. So it's like she was Well, already... not even if you listen. Listen to this. It already feels like the song wants to grow, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And this performance of it specifically, and when we did the Waitress episode, just kind of exploring the last two performances of the song on this tour, they're like hard rock performances. Yeah. The way Steve attacks the the ambient guitar or the electric guitar, I mean, you can tell like it's ready to it's ready to be plugged. <laughs> You look closely you can see you can see steve mouthing wah, 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 wah. <laughs> i'm serious wah, 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 waitress <laughs> like sitting here with my my <laughs> mouth gaping open i'm like whoa 
I was always kind of fascinated by, well, the beheading of Anne Boleyn, but what song she chose to perform with the backing track, because on Pink, or even this tour, I guess, it would have made total sense for her to perform Waitress with a backing track, but it was always solo up until the band arrangement, so. Hmm. I never... It, made sense because you think of how much there is in the track? Yeah, because it's so heavily produced and they're, you know, such strong percussion. Mm-hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Give me a classic. Not even stopping for a breath after that waitress. How's she gonna get through those three bridges? Oh. <laughs> I wanted to write three bridges, so I did. Trying to remember the words. <laughs> Just kidding. What's she looking at? It's like this projection. She's like, I've never noticed that before. <laughs> that looks great. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do you remember the projections from the shows you went to? Yeah. Or show you went to? I don't remember how many it was. Yes, I remember. It doesn't matter. But my memory is that they weren't consistent meaning if she performed a song from night to night it wasn't necessarily always the same projection behind her i thought that was interesting yeah i felt like like it was very ambient and very like whatever happens happens yeah except for there was like a couple of like not the red baron had the same and cornflake girl but what they played behind her during this performance of cornflake girl is not not what they what was on the dewdrop in tour it's weird crazy Imagine little earthquakes without little earthquakes. And I've said this before. What the hell was the name of Little Earthquakes the album gonna be before she wrote that song? How has that issue never been raised up I until know. that point? To my knowledge anyway. It's just like untitled Tori Amos solo record. Because, mm. <laughs> you know, she had the entire album done as far as she was concerned, turned it in. They're like, no, it needs a little more. So she went back and wrote Little Earthquakes. 
And then it came out with a title, Little Earthquakes. So what was the title before? Is that going on our list of things we want to that ask her? That is the goddamn it's first thing on the list. Question. Thank you. It's crazy that she's never offered that, even if no one's asked, because yeah. we know what some of the rejected titles, thank goodness, for Under the Pink were. Such as God with a capital G? Yes. I think it would God been, with a big G. God with a big G, that's Absolutely right. Absolutely not. <laughs> David, would you have liked the album as much if it were called God with a big G? No. Why not? <laughs> it's still the same music. God, David, with a big G. <laughs> I don't think that is a proper, I don't know. It's not it's a not wide elegant enough, enough for you. Well, that's certainly true. But, you know, broad enough to encompass everything that that album is about. Fine. Oh, here she goes. She's getting far away. Nope, back. Nope, now far away again. Oh, playful. Then the fans always cheer there. It's like, did you forget the song? Was ha- this was part of the song? They're always so surprised. Can I just pat myself on the back and acknowledge do. that I'm doing... <laughs> well, it's not like I can depend on you to do it. I'm doing a really good job of practicing restraint and not I know. singing along at all. It was really hard to not join her in going, Piazas there. Piazas. <laughs> But you did join her just now, so you didn't show us. It doesn't count. It's after the fact. I let her go first. Oh, look, fans. What's your favorite of the three bridges? This one right here. And yourself. The third one without a the doubt. The keys. Here we go. Yeah, I live for that. I live for that third bridge. Just when you thought, no way she's gonna do a third bridge. Yes. Do you blast it in your car and sing along to it? Yeah. I mean, when it comes on. Ah, uh, what this show needs is more fans. Thank you. Yes. Oh, God. Now that I've heard it up, we're not going to be able to stop doing it. We've got to stop it. That's not what people want. (laughs) That's what I love. I remember her. Oh, God. She's feeling it. I am too, girl. And she's always so exhausted at the end. Ugh. Ugh. So many audience shots. Do we know any of these people? <laughs> slack-jawed, confused fans. She looks so intense, like she was trying to figure out the meaning right then and there, and like really wanted to memorize everything she was saying. And I, I feel like, I think that's how we all are. When we're at the show, what do you think? No, I'm trying to trying to imagine if I've ever just been staring at Tori with such such rapt adoration. I don't know, adoration, exactly. Yeah. I Thank think we you. all have. Come on. 
Ah. Uh, isn't that Laura? She's really giving it. I mean, we're not even halfway through, and she's she's just on fire. She's on fire. Oh my um, god. I may cry, David. I forgot this was part of it. Why do you think I'm not making eye contact with you? <laughs> not because you're crying, but because I already am. Oh. God, every time I hear this song, I think of Dwayne, my very first boyfriend. Dwayne Moran. Or as he pronounced it, Morin, M-O-R-I-N. And I said, no, it's Moran, because I had just done Hotel Paradiso, a French farce, and found out the eyes were A's. Did you know that every time I come over here after work, I drive past the Duane Street? Oh. <laughs> do you think of my ex-boyfriend? I do. Or your dad? Both. Oh. It's it a little weird. <laughs> so... Tori performed the song for me on the Native Invader tour. I talked to her a little bit about Dwayne. Mm-hmm. And... She, I talked to her about the song and what it meant to us in our relationship and, and how he had just recently passed about a year before the tour. And she played it for me along with Upside Down 2, which I think might be the only time she did those two back to back. I have to look at the stats, but... Do you think more Tory songs deserve franchise status, shared universe, mm-hmm. like an Upside Down 2? Yeah. We need more sequels. I agree. I'm going to start crying, David. I miss Dwayne. Oh, I know you love to turn us little It's a weird song to be like a song, a couple song, you know, subject matter wise, but it wasn't about subject matter. Right. It was just kind of about Something the moment that we shared while this song was happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it still makes me feel very warm. Mm. 
Do you appreciate it as a B-side? Do you think it should have been on the album? I appreciate it as a B-side. I don't think it should have been on the album. Not that it wasn't good enough to be on the album, but like it's hidden nature of it has a lot to do with, you know, we found the winter single and we went home and we played it and it was, yeah. So I'm glad it was a B-side. It was right where it needed to be for me, at least in my life. back on this too I feel like she's trying to signal or at least saying like it's not okay right now yeah for sure just that line there has to be the reason why she performed the song too yeah. right it's like she's really needing to remind herself of that to in be this okay, moment yeah, yeah. that throughout this whole era certainly true of this show that she's doing not only what she wants to do but what she needs to be doing maybe because you know deep you cut b-side maybe not the obvious choice for her first right. televised show but yeah i love that it's very much just a concert another concert based on the evening based on what's in the ether what the songs that she pulls you know uh. I love how even this song has evolved mm -hmm. in this tour. It's like it's taking shape. Oh. Like that little high octave riff. to be true i guess but it's interesting to watch a performance like this and it really feels like this song in this moment is comfort food for tori yeah, so I, to speak yeah. and it is that for us too but it's interesting to just think of the relationship she has with her own songs that mm -hmm. she's obviously mm -hmm. written but that she still turns to them yeah i was gonna say like after song like upside down i'm okay when everything's not okay that she runs to her father or the song that she wrote for her father or something that maybe, you know, for comfort. talk so much about healing through the music or healing or you know f healing and not being a victim and, and surviving and 
just watching this performance, this whole show, it feels like that's what we're watching. Mm. That in progress. And that's why I feel like she's so incredibly strong and such a model. I think on the next tour, we should really just start a GoFundMe to make sure that every performance is DVD quality taped. Mm. Yeah? Sound good? We can aim for higher than DVD quality. <laughs> Blu-ray. I guess Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm old. I'm sorry. I just barely stopped saying Amazon.com. <laughs> you just stopped using web crawler for all your searches. <laughs> That moment in the video where her hair's blowing back and it like tr tricks of the camera uh, and turns gray. It's <laughs> it's crazy to think that her earliest performances, like those Montreux shows, are the ones that are available in the highest def because yeah. they were shot on film. Yeah. Then we're gonna find a Blu-ray quality cell phone shot although that is probably higher than whatever tape this was shot on <laughs> don't you think i mean yeah now 4000k i got a nine phone eight she's gonna make me cry david i can't even i can't look How do you think this show would work or not work as a, a gateway drug for people who didn't know Tori? I've tried. I've never seen her perform Back live. Back in the day, you I've, have? yeah, I've tried. Um, 
Just because I didn't have any concept of like, this was weird. I mean, this was to like, this was amazing, right? Mm. So I've had people watch this who didn't have any, like ne necessarily any uh, previous like connection to the music. And it's like, I'm thinking specifically of my friend Amanda, <laughs> who's not necessarily a Tory fan, though she's been to like 10 Tory shows because I've dragged her. But yeah, it's not, it's not really. <laughs> I wouldn't think so. It's but like marijuana. It's not a gateway to other things. Yeah. I was just thinking it's so raw uh -huh. and emotional mm -hmm. that it's making me want to protect her. Me too. Meeting Tori. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Whoever those people may be, you don't deserve her. Right. So I would never even right. like, I don't know. And it's <laughs> only about to get more raw. To show this to you. David, I don't think this I can watch this. This is between me and Tori. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can watch this. So tell me when it's over. I'm just going to sit Are here. Are you serious? It's like eight minutes long. I'm going to sit here and hum to myself through the whole thing, okay? Hmm, 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 hmm. Well, Eve has withdrawn and left me alone. <laughs> Not time the for first David's time corner. I've ever been in the same room with a man and felt alone. But <laughs> It's not about you, David. It's about Tori Amos. Biggest regret of my life, not going to the show. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where this song doesn't exist? Can you... Do you want to live in that goddamn world? No. Do you want to play that game? No. What? What game? <laughs> oh. Like, we could really <laughs> riff on that. I just can't imagine, like, my life without this song. I can't imagine having lived for the last 27 years not having this song. I could say that about pretty much every Tory song yeah, in existence. But it, like this one in particular, because it is so, it is everything. It's the heart of Little Earthquakes. It's like the center of that record. It's the soul of that record, in my opinion. she got herself to this place every night and as someone oh who God. works with actors i think you could actually speak to that because you know once in a while i'll think about that when i go see a show and i'm like any job you have to have some nights where you just don't feel up to it or like how am i going to go out mm -hmm. and give this authentic emotionally resonant performance like certain nights of this tour really difficult she had material. to have been like you know yeah. what i just don't just don't want to yeah. tonight. And there were a few nights Period. where she was like, precious things, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Not many. Yeah. I mean, I love her. She's my favorite fan. That ghost girl in the balcony. She's just like tilting mm. her head at the right moment with Tori. <laughs> That's a really good question, David. I, my answer though, I've seen incredible performances in the theater and I've worked with some incredible actors who've given incredible performances and in my experience, they never hit it in rehearsal. 
It's just like you kind of mark it through, you know where you're going to go. And then you trust that, like Tori, the muse will come. You trust that the moment will open up. And it does if you're good and if you're open. And luck and the gods are with you. (laughs) But she's also working through a lot, you know. And like, she's really, she runs to her music. Are we going to do it? With her? Yeah. No. Why not? <laughs> Let's just come on, you know you want to. Look right. at you. Okay. Girl. I'll do it with us, guys. Girl. David, please don't lick my microphone. <laughs> hooked myself in the crotch <laughs> there gotta watch that thumb mm. all right here we go I'll never forgive that cameraman for pulling away or for Mm. that director for calling to a different camera. We've talked a little bit about certain songs coming from a very young place. And I feel like these performances of that song, she was literally channeling Mm -hmm. the little girl who never got to express certain things at a certain point. And she was taking on that voice and everything. It's really remarkable. It's a good way of saying that. To find a jelly bean 
Should we have picked a plugged show for Valentine's Day? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I oh. mean... Oh. It's a little heavy. Yeah, a little. But I mean, well, we're, if we're all we're, here on Valentine's yeah. night watching this together, I let's was just say we're Tory fans. So what else would we be right. doing on Valentine's Day this except is, this crying? This show's probably our greatest love. <laughs> I, it's really interesting to me that she goes with a kind of soft approach on the Hurt cover at the end of the tour with a national audience. You know, the next time she performs this for a worldwide televised audience, she says, "You never did." You never could. You pull that chat. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes Shaggy will text me whenever I say something he doesn't agree with. And he'll say, you remember how she said, like, never mind. doesn't matter. But he says, oh, God. And I know he means the of way course. she says it. Yeah, of course. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. But no, I mean, she doesn't nail him here. It's not even really about him that hurt. I would agree with that. At that point, it's more maybe a nod to the little masochist in her than mm-hmm. it is to mm-hmm. some dude. Yeah, tour's over. It's funny to have tour be over for a month and a half and then reflect on these performances. like And just in the set list choice and like what you're going to do and what you want to bring back and how you're going to do it. so glad this was documented but it's still making me wish more than anything she would just open the floodgates and like dump oh, all I the know. do drop in recordings online if just, they still survive just do it it anymore you know today's about love oh yeah sorry. stop trying to divide us all right you're right you're right okay fine Love the drawn out feed and then the quick sister Erna Sting. <laughs> These quirks she developed. Like, if a you don't know, like me just a little if well. If you not don't like <laughs> me just. <laughs> yeah.
Microphone tastes good. <laughs> best part of the show for a lot of people it's one of my favorite parts of the mm. show just any ddi show So little to get us worked up. <laughs> oh my god, she switched microphones. Verb. Tumbling. See, David, I can accept you. That's generous of you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> We've come together. Why do you think it took her so long to start using the lid for emphasis? That's like a last two tours type of thing when she slams the lid of the piano. Like she would beat on it, but it took yeah. her forever to. You like, mean to do a. a like to actually use the lid yeah. to knock instead of yeah. a hand. Yeah, when she pulls it down and slams it back up. The fallboard. Yes, thank you. Um, because I think probably she hurt her hand or didn't want to hurt her hand or she was like maybe did it really hard one night or got a better sound with a little less effort. I think, probably. <laughs> That's a more detailed response than I was expecting. No, I mean, I just, <laughs> it's a crisper knock than her hand gives and it doesn't hurt her hand. Mm. Bracing herself. Oh, Ooh, on a back. ship. That reminds me of the little earthquakes VHS where she's mm. like in front of a ship. You know, 13 and... <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know what I mean. It's so nice to have a friend who gets all your references. <laughs> Just waiting. Sorry, I was early. <laughs> it is out of tune, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, by now it's long out of tune, girl. We should have done this whole thing and identified the exact moment it goes out of tune. Can you auto-tune us and the harpsichord? <laughs> yes. I'm sure it's gone out of tune even before she beat on it in Blood Roses, and I'm sure that's why she beat on it in Blood Roses. She's like, fuck you, never taking you on tour. I want to make out what, there's like a little bumper sticker stuck behind the harpsichord, too. Send to dump. <laughs> Send to recycle bin. Oh my god, where'd that band come from? No.
Weep. I love color scrollers and I love moving lights. <laughs> and I don't care who knows it. Probably a silly question, but as someone who knows far more about theatrical lighting, obviously, than I do, <laughs> do you think that this tour setup and her lighting rig here was sophisticated for the time? Absolutely. I remember being pretty blown away by yes. it. There was a lot of movement. So earlier I said color scrollers, but I don't even think color scrollers were invented. Mm. So there are no color scrollers here. But those moving lights, those moving, they're not LEDs either, I don't think. They're incredible. Is it cr color scrollers, the, you know, the plates with kind of sheets of gel? Uh, yeah, a color scroller is like a kind of like a hood that goes on the, on the front end of your LED normally. Light that scrolls color, so you can, and they're very sophisticated now. You can program it to like, like 690 colors or something, like color combinations. Something ridiculous like that. One for each shade on the Tory color <laughs> On the Tory poster. color chart, mm. which you can find on our website songsoftoramus.com slash store. Good plug, David. You're learning. <laughs> so she goes from Tallulah every night to me and a gun what do you think why do you suppose she does chose that to bring everybody up like to give them this like powerful ending and then mm -hmm. and then really kind of cut that applause just like stop it and here we're going into me and a gun it was such a challenging song to end the main set on yeah. every night. Like, you almost want to look around like, are we supposed to clap now? Right, like, yeah, what? because it's like the end yeah. and she's gone. And like, it's hard to, it really was hard to cheer after that. But in terms of the pairing, I don't know. We can talk about it. But I almost feel like she's telling her story in reverse, like memento. Like the girl has learned to dance, but we're moving Backwards. Oh, interesting. I'm all for the song getting prime and specific placement. You can't open a show with it. She did. I mean, she has for sure. October 99. But I don't think do drop in. It wasn't. You can't open do drop in with it. So I guess there was no other place for it. You can't really put it on an encore. Otherwise, it's even a little bit more impossible to applaud. So in Under the Pink Little Earthquakes, we know more about the Under the Pink sets. It was usually the second to last song on the mm -hmm. main set, right? And she would usually follow it with a winter or right. Baker Baker, maybe. Yeah, oh, Baker Baker. That's right. 
Throwing no shade. How do you feel about people covering the song? Um, I don't have a problem with that. I don't, I'm not familiar with a lot of covers. I've never gone down that rabbit hole, but I'm sure for the most part, people's intentions are good. Mm -hmm. And there's something about the song, the story, if you will, that people relate to. So how about you? Uh, You know, it's tricky. I like what you say. Like if there's something that you relate to, there's obviously something that you relate to in the story if you're covering the song. Like Amanda Palmer is the only person I can think of that's ever covered the song. And a lot of people were really upset about it um, because it's like, this is Tori's story and no one, there's no room to cover this for anyone. And a lot of people hold that kind of ownership of it. Or I don't know. I don't know where I fall in that spectrum. Like hearing you say that, okay, I can see like, the intentions are good and maybe you need to work through something too and this song helps you there and it's helped us all at some point and you know what i mean we've all mm-hmm. sang it to ourselves i mean one could say that about any tory song or any artist song really like this is their story and i get that the subject matter of this one is obviously emotionally charged in a way that some others aren't but i don't think it's disrespectful personally Hmm. it's really interesting to me because she seems to be having a conversation with someone very specifically you know like that she is jesus talking to her younger self right there you know she's like seeing the person in front of her oh that's what makes her so connected is it my right I never really thought about it that way, but that's fascinating. I think you're absolutely right. may be wrong and pardon us everybody because i think we were talking over the section of the song i'm about to refer to but am i remembering correctly that this tour it may be others but particularly this one she dropped the you can laugh it's kind of funny line i feel like that went away at a certain point i think she says it here okay
I guess, you know, it's not hard to applaud after that. It's really, really powerful and really, really brave, man. This is for, um, this is for somebody who, um, was one of the most magical people I ever knew. She would have been here if she would have been here. And sometimes I think she comes and visits me wherever people go when they leave this planet. I don't know where they go, but sometimes I feel her. I think that's presumptuous to say Marianne would have been there. <laughs> Should have dropped everything to fly to New York <laughs> for this final show. Stay awake. <laughs> they weren't falling asleep. <laughs> no, she was texting her friend. Are we going to do the post show meeting? Post show. <laughs> Should I leave now? Right. happened to that dress cut up and sold for scraps no you think it's in a case somewhere she made it into a kite stop it I, this is one of her most iconic looks do you think it ended up in a hard rock cafe well we talked to marco on one of our tour all years and he said that in puerto rico they had a piece of tori's clothing a shirt from 94 and that it was the only piece of tori uh, the only thing Tory related that was in any of the Hard Rocks in their collection. Is that true? I could have sworn I saw a glittery apron in Vegas really? at some Shut point. Up. Yeah, that's awesome. Vegas, that's weird though. Maybe she just left it in her dressing room <laughs> after she played. <laughs> right. <laughs> Plug to her. They were like, eh, put it in a case. <laughs> Surprisingly few hand shots in this special, right? Have you noticed? I hadn't until you said it. I said a Timmy. That's my middle name. Maybe that wasn't dynamic enough for the lifetime audience of, of the day. <laughs> Give us the whole woman. 
Doesn't it feel like forever ago that we did the Marianne episode? I know. Uh, Should we do it again? Yeah. Is that what? Yeah, I think that's what. More handshots this time. <laughs> Our episode was shockingly low in handshots too. <laughs> Oh my god. I completely forgot about that. That little moment. Mm. Did you forget about it? I think I did. There are so many moments during this entire show where she's sort of looking up, making contact with someone or something. Yeah. It's just incredible to go back and watch this show after so much time has passed. It holds up. I mean, it is a intense, it's an intense performance. Did you watch this when it aired? Um, Well, it aired, I can't remember. How exactly did it air? It aired as a lifetime special first. Oh, no, no, no. It aired as the full concert and then a month later came out as like the special? No. How'd that work? My recollection is it aired the just as the special. Yeah, the day after they filmed yeah. it, they did like a quick edit and right. they totally cut it up and changed the order. Like for yes. example, Silent All These Years was first, right? And Pretty right. Good Year, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that was part of it. Um, and then it wasn't until the whole VHS came out that we got the whole thing. Right? Yes, yeah, right. And how like the shots were from sound check, <laughs> like the cover shot, right? Yeah, very weird. Right. Like She's in a whole different like outfit. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's not the right show. Hey. <laughs> Cheesy. I was. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. David was. Re- he was referencing our show. Never shut up. <laughs> How is that cheesy? She's the one that wrote it. I know. <laughs> we should list her as a writer for our show. <laughs> How many shows have I been uncredited on? <laughs> Thousands. Thousands. She sounds like a keeper. When I was younger, I had no idea what that meant, but I was like, okay. Miss Comer. Miss Comer. No, this is pre Comer. <laughs> this, this is the pre Comer era. Damn, PC. This is me, PC, pre Comer. Uh huh. What did you think it meant? No idea. I just was like, I just went with it. I didn't really even think too much about it. 
I can tell you something potentially more embarrassing. Not that you were really embarrassed by that, I I'm, guess. I'm but not. I was a child. I don't think when I first got the album, I listened to, well, most of the songs all the way through initially. And the line at the beginning of Mina Gun, I had a full tank and some chips. I thought she like robbed a liquor store <laughs> and she was on the run. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> wow. Isn't it just stupid that someone could write a song this beautiful? Yeah. And she has dozens, if not right. more. Right. I would like to create just one thing right. in my life as powerful as this. Just one. You have that outfit you're wearing. <laughs> you put that together beautifully. It's Calvin Klein. <laughs> Calvin Klein shreds. Um, God, I just... Uh, I have no words, man. This show is really boring. What it needs is <laughs> some guests. <laughs> oh, well. Our show or her show? <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, who's this? Oh, mm. Is this Michael Stipe? Security? Are they going to do their duet? Oh. Oh. It's just Maynard from Tool. Maria? Is that Maria? Did you see that girl? I don't even think she went to a florist. She just pulled flowers out of someone's yard on the way to the show. She was holding do what like you a gotta clump do. of dirt. You do what you gotta do, David. <laughs> Maynard from Tool. And, uh, and uh, I, ca I, I call him up when I'm feeling terrible and he sings me lullabies. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I asked him to come. How do we get on Tori's phone tree? Below, <laughs> below Neil and Maynard, people who she calls when she needs a lullaby or to be told a story. I could sing a good lullaby, Tor. You think he chose this song or she did? That's a good question. I was just about to ask you why this song. I don't know. Well, this song was pretty popular during this era, like for her well, play. I mean, it wasn't a top-notch, you know, staple, but she played it often-ish. Well, it really crossed over when it got a, a Bentley Helms pop makeover. <laughs> Bentley I stand behind. She gives room for Maynard in this song, the way she's given no other. She's barely given male. room on the bench. I mean, not yet. <laughs> she's, she's kind of pushing him off. She's like, okay, great. You came out, now get off my stool. She almost doesn't give him that second verse, too. Right? Here it goes. She's like, oh shit, that's right, it's your part. I always do that when that line comes up. Do she's drop in like, at the do drop She's developing off. like the Hanks and Honey there a little bit oh, too. Yeah. She's workshop and plug. <laughs> <laughs> Is he reading the words? Yeah. Is that sweet or sweat? We know, Moses. Calm down. <laughs> Relax, Moses. We're right here. We can all hear you. Okay. We get your street. I know. I can't. <laughs> do drop in at the do drop off. I gotta get that back in. Rub up, rub. Brand. Oh, get it, girl. God, this has been such a nice Valentine's Day. Just Hasn't sitting it? here with you, me, Tori, and Maynard from Tool. I would also like to challenge Paul Roy to watch this performance. Just like the earnest wit, the earnestness with which she delivered "Lose My Cracker Jacks." You're here to tell me those lyrics don't mean anything, Paul Roy. Get it together. <laughs> Come on, Paul. Roy. Oh, mouth kiss. Oh, we love you, Maynard, from Tool Comeback. Oh, Matt Page. Page. Hey, Matt Page. Oh, what a good way to end the show. This might be my favorite performance of a PGY ever. I think so. This and uh, Albuquerque 03. Oh, really? Not Akron Plugged? Akron Plugged was great, but Albuquerque 03, I was there, and it was a very emotional time. Not for me. <laughs> she was ahead of the curve as far as gender fluidity was concerned. When you think about her ending with Pretty Good Year and not Hey Jupiter, 
Oh, I feel very good about it. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know. Hey Jupiter's always <laughs> no offense to Hey Jupiter because I do love that song. I don't want to end the show on it. I don't no, want to go home yeah. wanting to slice my wrists. God. <laughs> do you ever sing to yourself, "Pretty good smear"? Constantly. Yeah, you do. My crew loves me. I know. Oh my god, people are going to love this. I mean, we really held it together till the end. I think so. You think Tori's going to reject our commentary track? Did Steve K take off his suit coat? And underneath was a t-shirt. He got hot. He's sweating and smoking a cigarette. All bets are off. It's like, whatever, last How uncomfortable. Uh I never saw him reach for any wine. Was he that didn't. more of a plugged thing when he had a glass of wine? No, he had glasses of wine here. Mm. I mean, I don't know about this performance, but on DDI for sure. die me too sometimes i would just rewind that part over and over it's like promise <laughs> I know. it's like her saying goodbye yeah. This is definitely better than Albuquerque 03. Heartbreaking. The tour's over. Oh, 
it's really, how does she walk in slow-mo like that I, it's oh crazy. my gosh such control such consummate performer milton lage that's the name of the director we should get milton we should get him to be a guest sometime just talk to him about what it's like to film tori amos Look at all these names. Steven Sanderson, Alan Ruckner, Fritz Lang, he was involved. Dory Demure. I didn't see our names go by. <laughs> Rick Browett, John Alberts, Steve Gaten, Maynard James Keenan, John Witherspoon, Andy Solomon, Mark Ollie, Marcel Van Limbeek, Simon C. Rob Van Tuen. Uh, it's going too fast. Nancy, Nancy Shanks. Shanks. Tom Robert. Karen, Karen Binns. Ah! Well, David, I'm really glad we did this. Me this has too. been Oh, Valazoli. Look at his, he was his name was Oh up my there. gosh, he was still around. Oh my god. Um I'm really glad we did this. We spent Valentine's Day with our true love Tori Amos <laughs> and each other in Coke Zero. I hope that you people out there enjoyed listening to this um, and enjoyed Hold on, what was that? <laughs> Watching along with us. Um, Do you know how many babies are conceived on Valentine's? <laughs> none tonight. <laughs> none, in, <laughs> none in our community. Well, you weren't giving me much to work with. Uh, <laughs> like a uterus? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what did you think, David? Should we do it again next Valentine's Day? Oh my gosh, let's do it every day. Okay. Day. Okay. See you tomorrow. <laughs> um, this has been great. I've I had a great time. I just ate a bag of Star Mix. Mm. Had a little kale salad. Well, we couldn't find any sweethearts. I know conversation hearts. They're they're dead this year. Um, As is love. No, it's fine. I think we should send this to Tori and say, you know, just an just an option. This is <laughs> if you're busy <laughs> on your book tour. You know, she's got that book coming out on artistic resistance. I know. Do you think there'll be the resistance tour? Oh, can you imagine? Oh Resist. My God. Yeah. Would we go? We, could we res- could we resurrect tour all night for a book tour? Yeah, that falls. Why not? Under our mission statement. How exciting would it be to follow her to every Barnes and Noble? <laughs> I mean, pretty exciting. <laughs> it would be like a show where there's thousands of people you're competing with. It'd be like 20 people. Well, you never have to look too hard for the bathroom at a Barnes and Noble. It's the one <laughs> thing they're always good for. I, I that's a very good point. Um, so we would all <laughs> okay. Anyway, so David, thank you for coming over to my house, spending Valentine's with me and the thank people. Thank you for having me. Um, no thank, one I'd rather be with. Oh, Tori, Tori and Steve and Maynard and you. Oh, obviously. I'm willing to say this is what I really believe, and I'm going to say finally. I'm, I'm going to say it once, and that's it. With Tori Amos being who she is and how we know her to be, for uh, for we fans of Tori Amos to have listened to Caudalite Sneeze for however long, 15 years before we even began to have the noun versus verb oh, debate. Jesus. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> insulting you. I'm just saying, for us to have listened to the song for so long before it occurred to any one of us that someone else might feel a different way about that word... There's no way that you can convince me that Tori Amos wrote that word to mean both things. So when she says... I don't want to convince you of that because I don't no, think it's No, I'm not saying that true. you are. I'm saying when she says, oh, it means both, honey. Well, like, no, it doesn't, girl. You know it means one thing and you're holding out on me. We've seen her We've seen her wiggle out of much tighter spots than that. So <laughs> Such as what? For sure. I don't have a song you know, named Samurai. Neil Gaiman, Sandman, you know Sandman. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 
Trent Reznor. Not to mention anyway, a couple things Neil Gaiman's I also up in the close and personal. Whew. I didn't hear a word you said. I said not to mention a couple of things that I've witnessed up close and personal. Such as? I, n- no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. It's not the time. No. <laughs> Anyhow, thank you all for listening to us blabber on as we always do. Tune in to Never Shut Up. All next week, we'll be blabbering on then. And every Monday... Well, one of us will. <laughs> and every Monday, we blabber on about something. Hmm. If you like this, please remember to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Songs of Tori Amos. Every bit of support helps us to bring high quality and Tori-tainment your way. All right. Happy Valentine's Happy Day, Valentine's everybody. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Drive All Night is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned in this episode, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com.